everybody, welcome back to another podcast with my dear brother, Ken Wadike, Chris yes. Swanson here. This is uh, kind of like a follow-up to our last message, yep. coming right off the heels of the 2020 Walk With Us Christmas Spectacular. I, I don't even feel like we're coming off the heels. I feel like we're still in it. Yeah. I'm still on that high I of know the it, man. experience right now. Like, it was literally just moments ago. It yeah. wasn't like uh, days ago, and then now yeah. we're filming an episode. Um, we took a month to plan where 200 families identified by local uh, churches, charities, that had a story behind it, whether yes. it's a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one, uh, a financial need. Yeah. And we took these boxes, they're about three feet by three feet. Mm -hmm. We packed them with people that donated from all over the country. People yeah. were even from Flint, from like things that people need for every day, mm -hmm. toys, gifts, I mean, pet food, dog, you know, cat food, all this stuff. And the key is to deliver to people because they have a need or they've done so well yeah. to other people. And then whatever they don't use out of that box... Yeah, they, they give to someone along. else. Absolutely, and and when you talk about that that immediate need, and we were just about to discuss this off air, and, and I want to bring it up so that we don't forget yeah. the immediate need. So when the woman that um, Adam and I, when we spoke about, it was a, a really moving or compelling story, and um, when we got, or actually before we left there, you talking about the army medic? Yes, okay. yes, yep. And the the veteran who she's got four children. Yeah. Um, their circumstances look like they can you really can use some help. Absolutely. And so um, when we offered them that uh, amount of money or that we were going to give them mm -hmm. as a Christmas blessing, it was interesting how immediately you had said to me before we left there, um, you said, let's connect and figure out how we're going to get the money to her. And I was saying in the car with your lieutenant um, and uh, Denise, who was in the car with us, I said, I don't like how sometimes in these sort of situations corporate would get involved and say oh, oh yeah in like 14 days or 30 days yep. send us like your w9 and we'll cut a check yep. and all that and, and there's this process yep. right when you look at this woman and the place that she was living i would imagine there yep. is not a printer to print out a w9 and to send right. the form here right. and, to do all that. and so i was like look we're not doing that yeah who can i venmo the money to right, right now, now so that your need can be met right now because yep. i know when you're in, yep. in, in, in dire straits like that yep. You could be feeling like, man, if that money that they talked yeah. about right now, yeah. if I had that today, we could eat dinner tonight, you know? And so there's Dude, literally I, times Dude, we're going to do like that, that to that, that lady in Flushing, that one who's got stage four cancer. Again, four kids. Her yes. husband died last year. You guys gave another grand for mm -hmm. her. We're gonna, we'll do the same thing for her, too, because you don't think about it. You're like, I'll get it to you within seven days. No, that's... Her need is right now. Exactly. That's convenient for, like... People who are okay, yes. right? We're like, oh, I'm looking forward Dang to it. when that money gets here. Yeah. But people who are not in that situation, yes. it's like if you've already planted that seed okay, in their after head. After the show, we got to vet. <laughs> we're going to do thing. it. Okay, yes. she'll have it tomorrow. Immediately. Okay, right? Good. Because look, trust, I, I come from those places yep. and I know how much it's like, man, that amount would sound really good for yeah, me to eat I hear you. tonight, yep. right? Or to, to have a blanket yep. tonight. So Each box had a blanket too. Absolutely, yep. yes. So so we want to make sure that when when we're, we're giving, and again, as this being part of an example that we're trying to set for people, that like don't make everything so corporate, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes just bless people. Yep. Sometimes that just means answer the call of open your wallet yeah. and hand somebody yep. something right yep. now. There, that's okay yep. to do that, yep. you know. And so, um, I know you mentioned that this this episode becomes about where do we go from yep. here? What are the next steps? And off air, Jamie had just started talking about. For those that don't know, Jamie is sheriff's wife, and so she the has first a lot lady. of input. The first lady of the the, the, the sheriff's department, right. <laughs> right? And so, um, 
from the beginning, when we started to present this idea, yeah. she said, like, how do we execute, execute. it, right? And so now, as we were talking about next steps, uh, she had started to say, you know, your reach to other sheriffs, which we already know you have mm -hmm. that because you just gave a keynote with the National Sheriff's Association. Right. Is that what NSA, NSA yeah. right? And so you were already giving a keynote yeah. there. So you are in a position of right. influence, right? So I'd love to hear just kind of what your thoughts are in how do you even reach other sheriffs before we even like start to think about how do we reach just police departments mm -hmm. in general, law enforcement in, in general uh, to, to grow this brand. But just starting with who you know you can reach immediately mm -hmm. or the sheriffs, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's an uphill battle mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, I've said before that uh, law enforcement, we are our own worst enemies. Yeah. We do it the old fashioned way. We do it to ourselves. We have this image that uh, we go back to. We're gonna we're gonna come out hard. We're not gonna serve. We're not gonna do this. Not everybody's like that, yeah. but they have that hard crust. And then when you tell an officer or you tell a chief or a sheriff, hey, listen, I need you to get your people together, and for the next month you're gonna do this big rollout, and then you're gonna go and on a Saturday in December, the second Saturday, you're gonna go to your community, and then you're gonna give it back, and then you're gonna link up with people that have different means, and then you're gonna solve. That sounds great to watch from your warmth of your home. But I'm going to tell you, I, I say it's an uphill battle because I'm a realist, that people have to be inspired to do it because they want to be inspired to do it. Wow. And I think by giving that example, I, I, I want to feel like that pilot light is going to be lit, that they're going to say, we got to do that. I got to do that. Yeah. And uh, if I go to the NSA and say, hey, as a blanket, this is what we did, uh, that's going to be probably a great platform to do it. But I'm looking for the sheriff or the chief that's going to see this, see a video and go, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm inspired. Yeah, like I'm wow. going to take the okay. lead on that. And that's where that's I good. think, you know, as the, I, I was a sergeant mm -hmm. and I was a lieutenant and I was a captain and every level of influence, I had greater ability to reach out. Mm -hmm. So as the sheriff now, I don't have to ask permission. Yeah. I could not have pulled off today if I was a sergeant. Wow. The best third shift patrol sergeant out there wouldn't have mattered because I had all these layers above me. I say that to answer the question is, um, as a newly elected sheriff, somebody who's new in the game, but but been in the game for a minute, I'm waiting for the opportunity where people from the NSA, the MSA, from the ISAP, the Chief Association, hey, that's the guy that we need to be that we need to follow. Yeah. We need we need to give that example. It's going to take time. That's why we got to keep hammering it over and over. Exactly. It's kind of like when you have a good meal at a restaurant, mm -hmm. you think, oh, maybe that was just a a good meal. Mm -hmm. But if you have consistent good meals, you're like, that's a great They're restaurant. Good. Yeah. And so I think the opportunity is there, but I pray for greater influence and greater levels and circles of influence. Yeah. So now I can say, guys, this is what we're going to do. This makes the most sense. Are you with me? Yeah, we're with you. Yeah. I think it's there because I'm not the same guy I was when I first started. I mentioned uh, the last episode. Remember the name Shaky Owens? Yes. Okay. I, I am not the same cop as I was when I first got on the job at 21 years old. Mm -hmm. At 21, I graduated the police academy in April of 94. I got on the dope team in July of 94. And right out of the gate, Shaky Owens is one of the biggest crack dealers in this this hood that I was working. Yeah. And uh, he would be selling crack here. We'd, we'd buy. We would uh, raid his house. And he'd sell it again. He'd buy. He'd raid his house. I raided his house all the time. So wow. They called him Shaky Owens because he'd be like, what's well, 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 Swanson? <laughs> you know? And I remember raiding his house one time. Yeah. And he had the most dangerous basement because you'd go down to the basement and all his walls were sheets. Mm -hmm. His rooms were sheets, right? So you didn't know where the person was. Wow. It was freaky, right? And then it's this little city basement. Long story short, I was just so tired of what Shaky was doing because he was kept selling dope, selling dope, selling dope. Anyhow, I remember 
I, I walked upstairs and uh, his mom, his name is Marie Owens, uh, they're both dead now. He got stabbed to death shortly thereafter. Wow. He had uh, he had his stuff there and, he, and it was like it wasn't even impacting him. His his kids were there, his mom was there, mm-hmm. and she was still slinging dope. And and I'm thinking, man, why? What is the deal? Yeah. Long story short, I looked in his pocket and he had a shooter in his pocket, a glass shooter for smoking crack. And mm-hmm. I took a shooter right out of his pocket. I put it on the floor and I went. And I smashed it. He mm. went buck wild. Wow. Your kids are here. Your house is here. Your mom's here. You don't care about none of that, but I smash your shooter. And that's what you And care now about. that's what you go crazy about? Wow. Thanksgiving or Christmas? One of those two. That next year, I, I go help out the Salvation Army to give out turkeys. And guess who's on the list? To, Jakey to Owens. get a turkey. Yeah. Wow. For me to deliver. Wow. <laughs> and not as a police officer. Yeah. No, no, as no. A man. No. For that the time, the Salvation Army asked for some of the some local law. officers okay. to go help. And I'm like, you know, me and my partner George did it. And I look at the address. I'm like, 5401 FF. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. And I knock on the door. He opens the door. I'm like, I'm not raiding you this time, Shaky. I'm not raiding you. <laughs> right. And I gave him his turkey, but I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. I didn't have the attitude we saw today. You wanted to raise. Yeah, it. I'd be yeah. like, listen, I'm giving you a turkey when somebody else could use it because I'm told to do it, but I don't <laughs> right. think you deserve it. <laughs> right. I say all that to say I had a heart change. Yeah. And I look back now, I'm like, Shaky Owens got murdered as a crack dealer. He has no legacy, has no nothing. His kids don't. That's the sadness of everything. And and how does that translate to where I am right now is I had to have a heart change mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? I, I don't care what happens. I'm going to I'm gonna take care of somebody because yeah. it's the right thing to do. That's the time to unify. There's other times when I smash a shooter, I was protected. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. there to give him a turkey then. But all Peaceful that whole, warrior, by the way. That's, that's right. That's right. Moments. I love yeah. that. That's a hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Peaceful warrior. Yep. And, and that whole mentality of, of unification, yeah. it has to come in. And so I said it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall hill to climb that law enforcement, and I can say this because I am one, mm-hmm. has a unity mindset. I think there's a lot out there, yeah. but they don't want to come up sometimes and say it because they don't want to be beat down or they don't want to be chastised. Yeah. When I know I have the platform as the sheriff and more so as the walk with a sheriff, mm-hmm. that there are sheriffs out there that do want to do what we're doing and maybe are doing it, yeah. that they validate they're doing the right thing or they're challenged. But for that group that says that's not who we are, mm-hmm. that is who we are, and if you don't change with the times, then you're going to create the same thing they did in Minneapolis for all us other cops. Yeah. You're going to allow eight minutes and 46 seconds to ruin what I've done for years because yeah. you failed Absolutely. to lead. Absolutely. And so when you build these relationships and create this unity and people see that that power can translate into when you need those relationships mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. you, that's where the power comes from. And and I, I hope people listen. I hope people see it. That's why we, that's why we put it out there yeah. and say, hey, yeah. don't look at what we're doing. Look what you can do. Yeah. You said and, that on the last show. Yeah. And and it's unfortunate that it, it, it would be viewed as an uphill battle because when, when you talk about like the times that you need those relationships, um, I think it was like maybe the second house that we had gone to. Um, there was a white woman. She had these three mixed black children. Do you remember that house? I think it was the first house where yeah, Andre yeah, yeah, Rising Burton. had yep, shown yep, yep. Scott, Scott Wood. And so when each mm-hmm. of those kids came running out and introduced themselves yeah. and yelled out their age, one comes out from crawling off yep. the side of the mom's yep. legs. That's when Andre Rising was on That with was us. the first one he yep, went to. the Packers. When those little boys looked out there, remember the episode where we talked about where my son, little Kenny, was like, he's, and he's still, even yeah. after that episode, he's set on wanting to be a police officer. Yeah. And, and that's because 
the times where he has seen officers, he's seen dad oh, hanging out with officers. Wow. They're good people. Yeah. They're yeah. in these uniforms, yeah. right? So those little boys, they didn't see the police showing up to Ray. Actually, she even said, she said when she opened the door, she said she saw all the cars come down. Yeah. She's like, ooh, somebody's in trouble. So she said, hey, she was on the phone with her mom. She said, mom, let me call you back. Somebody's house is getting raided. <laughs> and then we go to her door, right? And so we show oh up at her door. Gosh. And, and, these, and these little children come out. Yep. And they get to look at all of us standing there. White officers, black officers, football player, right? And the kids right away with just such pride. Yeah. Are yelling, I'm three years old. That's right. I'm five. I want right? to play football. I want to play football. I know. Andre Risen is recruiting them. Yeah. That moment for them, yep. that's what they got to experience yeah. from officers at their door. Because for me, I had the opposite, right? At their age, I had the police raid. Mm. It wasn't um, someone is... is getting raided down yeah. the street it was my brother and i coming home from school like hey the house is getting raided right oh we weren't even sure what was going on and then boom the house did get raided and our father got taken away right and so if i know the the negative effect that that had mm -hmm. on me towards law enforcement yeah. for most of my life you guys all showed up and took my dad right mm. and these kids get to see you guys all showed up and brought me christmas right so if i know the effect that it had on me for how long in my life that we just gave those little yeah. boys the opposite, right? And when you have, I, I loved that the two main officers that were standing right there yeah. when, that, when that door opened, and those were mixed children. Yeah. We could tell just the texture of their hair, color of their skin, their mother is white, right? So they likely have a black father. And that door opened. Who do they see? They see you standing there, and they see Dion standing yeah. there. So Dion, the black yeah. officer who gave me my first ride along yeah. um, through here. And he's like sharp in his uniform, and he's wearing his hat and everything. That's what the boys yeah. get to see, regardless of which culture they identify with, their mother's culture or their father's culture. Both are represented right mm -hmm. there at their front door. And so when you talk about needing to call on those relationships later on, I think sometimes we forget the, the inspiration that you just gave to a tiny little yeah. child who that sticks with them. And to be able to continue doing this year after year, yeah. Those boys get to see your department in a completely different light, right? And the example that that sets. So it would be really unfortunate if there are other sheriff's departments or just law enforcement offices in general who can take this opportunity to bridge the gap yeah. in their communities and, and create change and inspire the young people like that mm -hmm. to create some balance. Sure, sometimes you're going to have to raid homes. Yeah, man. But balance it out with sometimes you're going to show up with a blessing for for homes. And and even if like we shared in the last episode, even if it's just one time around the yep. holidays, can we at least do that? Can we at least do that? Right. Yep. And so I, I don't know why that should be a tall ask yeah. for other departments. And it's unfortunate that that's where we are. And, and I hope that this all really becomes part of that change because and we both know there are other departments that are doing things yeah. like this. But it's it's not. A Mass structured, scale. exactly, yep. na nationwide yep. program. Like, you, uh, there are programs like Coffee with a Cop, right? Yeah. And, and things like that. The fact that we like, should make, as, as law enforcement, the second Saturday of December, law enforcement walk, walk with, with us, us Christmas spectacular in your own community. That's it, right? Because yep. if, if we all know of Coffee with a Cop, yep. if we all know right. of certain programs yep. like that, then this should be yep. another one of those where. And, and, and I hope people understand that it's not just about law enforcement 
departments going out and serving the community. It's about the unity. It's the alignment of finding the groups in your Mm -hmm. community that you can do that together with. When we first, um, in the morning, when you had me uh, talk to the group and, um, there was the brother who had, uh, he was in the pinstripe. Oh, suit, yeah, yeah, the, from the Detroit. Talk, right? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. came out from Detroit, yeah. and there was a few other people there. Then you had the gentleman from the Salvation yeah. Army uh, speak. We all represent completely That's different groups. And his first thing, when we started talking, he said, bring, bring us, us to, to Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's bring it to Detroit. Right. We want to be able to give yep. that to people, right? And yep. I'm glad you remembered that, because when yep. he shouted that out, he said it yep. with, uh, with such impact and then he said it again when we were walking yeah. up to that first door i guarantee that guy too has some bad relationships with police officers that are white wow guaranteed yeah just by what he represents and what he's seeing i mean mm-hmm. i just yeah so i had a flashback man yep uh you were telling me that in during our break i got a text yep. uh, a lot of our teams are done now and uh one of my officers wrote thank you for allowing me to be a part of this wow. it makes other days bearable wow so I'm going to flip to the officer's perspective of what we did today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have officers there that have been on the job. I mean, I've been on going to 28 years. We have guys that have been under 40 years, 30 years. We've got medics that are on there. We've got people working the jail. We've seen all parts of ugliness. And uh, when you're talking about those little kids and that one that popped under the leg and was like, I want to be a football, uh, about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, there was a homicide, and one of the suspects was supposedly at this apartment complex on Ann Arbor Street. And across the street, we got together to do our raid plan, and uh, it was at uh, one of the school's parking lots. Mm-hmm. And each team leader had a different responsibility. So it was a three-story apartment, basement, main floor, and second floor, so three levels. And my team was going up the second level. I remember going in, and of course, I'm on that tactical mindset. And uh, you know, when you get a team assignment, mm-hmm. and when you're hitting a house, you don't deviate. Mm. Because it doesn't matter what you hear, your your assignment yeah. is your assignment. Whether you are the front guy, whether you have the shield, the mm-hmm. halligan, whether you are an arrest team. So I remember coming around and going, and we jump our cars, and we start walking up to the apartment, and, uh, you know, please search warrant, nothing. Boom! As soon as I walk in the door, the stairs are immediately to my right. Yeah. I start hitting up the stairs, and I always carry a Remington 870 shotgun. Mm-hmm. That's my weapon of choice. And as I come around the corner, up the stairs, pop! Right from around the corner is a little boy. Wow. He can't be more than seven years old. That's the first person I saw in this wow. apartment. He sees me. He urinates himself. Wow. I immediately lose my command presence mm-hmm. as to what I'm doing. I take my shotgun. I hand it back to the guy behind me, and I grab this boy, soaked with urine, hand him back down, wow. get him out of there, go back to the raid. I say that because I'm thinking, when you told me that, I'm like, that guy didn't have, that little boy didn't have the same great experience with law enforcement. The first, maybe the first interaction he had was Mm -hmm. looking at Chris Swanson with a Remington 870 in his face because of a bad decision his his dad did. And, and I think about that and that's what messes with cops heads is like, how do you have to, how do you see that every day? How do you see blood and guts and death and violence and bad decisions and heartbreak and and next thing you know, you're delivering turkeys to shaky, or you're going to deliver a box, you're doing it too. We have to have that balance yeah. in order to do this part because there's a lot more of this part than there is this part. Yes. And I say the same thing to society is 
there's got to be a balance in your life. If you're always a taker yeah. and you're never a giver, then you're no different than a cop who always sees violence and gives nothing back. Wow. Wow. And uh, you actually just encouraged me to, to actually be more aggressive on saying, no, we're going to do this. Yes, and I'm going to pray that anybody listening right now prays for the opportunity that Ken and I have to increase our influence Absolutely. over your community, over my community, so we can make this scalable. You know, we could have a great plan on how to roll that out. Adam can be like, hey, you know what? I know all these ballers. I know all these companies. Yeah. But it's got to be the, the 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 cry of the people yeah. to want it. Yeah. So I, I, I want those kids to have that great memory of what we did today. But I know it's not going to be for all kids. Yeah. And if we can just do it that one time a year, maybe, wouldn't it be amazing? I was thinking... I hope that little kid who's grown up now, if it was seven years, 16, 17 years old, yeah. didn't turn out to be a troubled kid because mm-hmm. of that one incident. Yeah. You know, I'd hate to think that way. Well, but I, I, can, I can tell you that although the, the odds are not usually in that child's favor, yeah. sometimes they, they beat the odds. Yeah. And, and I was one of those kids, yeah. right? I pray that's that and, happened and, to this and, kid. Yeah. And I think that, it's the it's the influence that we get to have over these children when we meet them. Because yep. as you were sharing that story, I could tell it was like that was deep for yeah. you, and it was like even affecting you emotionally. I could hear in your voice, and and I could tell you that I was that kid, right, right mm-hmm. around that same age, seven or eight. That was when my dad was removed from from mm-hmm. my life, and and I know that. I easily could have been a victim of my Mm -hmm. circumstance because immediately as my father was removed, and I've shared this with you right away, we moved to South Central Los Mm -hmm. Angeles in like the worst time that you could have moved to South Central Los Angeles. So the gang influence was there, the drug influence was there, and everything else, right? But it was a a praying mother, a caring mother. Despite like all of these bad circumstances we were Mm -hmm. in, my mom still made sure that we were going to be good kids. And so the help that we give those mothers, yes. it's part of this work like today. that we do. Like exactly if like today. If it was today. just that one moment yeah. to keep her going How one more day. fix it, right? Yep. And we fix it by sometimes yeah. supporting those mothers yeah. that are on their yeah. own, that are like, look, I've had bad news after bad news and their father isn't here because of right. this and that. And, and, and so when we can step in and yep. say, that mom can really use some help. And, and I shared that when we were giving the woman the $1,000 today, one of the first things I said is that, and, and like she reminds me of my yeah. mother, right? Mm-hmm. My mother with five kids, it was just bad news after bad news after yep. bad news. And now here comes the holidays. And, and how do I care for yep. these kids? And sometimes the lecture, when my mom would sit us all down and she's like, kids, you know, it's been really rough this year. Um, we're likely not going to have Christmas this year, but it's okay. We all have each other and everything's going to be all right, you know? But what always kept us going? It always seemed like right at the last minute, like in the final hour, somehow someone at the shelter got a list of all of our ages and they show up with gifts and they show up with food, right? And so how could we go on hating the world or hating our circumstances yeah. when it's like, wow, somebody yeah. came through and yeah. somebody did something for us. And today it was the same law yeah. enforcement officers, yeah. right, who yeah. would usually make yeah. that sort right. of a raid. Yeah. And so when, when you said for us to be able to pray to have that sort of an influence yeah. to um, to be able to reach other departments to do the same thing, to create that balance, yeah. right? Like your, your line of work can't just be catch the bad guy, catch the bad right. guy, catch the right. bad guy. Sometimes it's like we have to set right. that aside and say, we've got to go help our communities. And and that's what I love so much about this work is yeah. that you guys are still able to catch the bad guy. 
I'm still going to show up on the front lines when there's riots and protests and things are all bad. But what are the proactive steps that we can take so that we're not always reactive? It's like we're always reacting always, to the bad. except for like a day like today. Yep. So I, I just want to run this idea by you. Tell me what you think. And it really troubles me why this section is not doing what they're doing. And, and you're going to have a, an interesting perspective on this. So mm-hmm. we, we, this show is about how, where do we go from here and how do we get there? Yep. And, you know, obviously it can't just be Ken and Chris and, and a few people that are here in the studio getting this all over the place. But yeah. I do know there is a trick. And I think of those that have the ability to instantly bring credibility to any situation. Yes. A uniformed police officer. Mm-hmm. An athlete. Mm-hmm. A musician. And an actor. Yeah. Why... And you tell me, why are those four areas the highest, biggest names of those industries? Not speaking through an agent. Yeah. Not speaking through, you know, a convenient photo op. How come they're not out in the street mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know what? We're going to take our platform and we're going right in the hood. We're yeah. going right into the suburbs. We're going right here. Imagine if we walked up. Look how much people freaked out when Andre Risen was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. This guy's in his late 50s, early 60s. Played in 1996. Yeah. Half the parents. What? Early 50s? Okay. Early 50s. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But I'm telling you that that he he's he's an old school football player. Absolutely. But when he was introduced as an NFL football player, it like changed the temperature. Yes. When a Mark Carr shows up with lights and 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 how would it wouldn't it be amazing if somebody like uh name any big name in music. Mm-hmm. Let's just say Aerosmith showed up mm-hmm. without having a big press release and just showed up or something mm-hmm. like that. Like all those people that have great, great power from what they do. That's what's going to make it happen. That's yeah. what's going to make it national. Don't do it for your, for the, with the intent of, you know, getting more followers mm-hmm. or trying to do this. I, I think, I think that is the magic, just like law enforcement, who better to do it than cops right now. Yeah. To say, hey, we're going to to start this, and, and almost like it's it's obligatory. Mm-hmm. But wh- why do you think, and how do we do that? How do we get, like, uh, I mean, I, they come out for different things. And I understand, you know, yeah. I'm not saying charities and such, and it. But don't you think those are like some change yeah, agents? Absolutely. It, you know, well, I I think what happens is sometimes you get these entertainers and and big stars who can become so successful that everything gets run through their charity yeah. or, or they become out of touch, right? Like for them to be the people out there in the streets knocking on doors, that's rare. So for Andre Rising to be out there today yeah. was, was just amazing. Right? Yeah. But for those of you guys who, and, and like I know for a fact that a lot of these young people, they still see your uniforms and they see you guys as the stars. They see you yes. guys as the celebrities yes. because you're within reach, right? Yes. And so to know that when we have people like that who, uh, when the kids can say, they showed up at yep. my door yep. and they gave this to yeah. me, the, the amount of you guys that are able to show up, it, to me, is just as important as a star or a celebrity wow, showing up okay. at the door because a star or a celebrity, it's it's hard to pick who has relevance, right? Like when you mentioned Aerosmith, I don't even know if Aerosmith is one person or a bunch of people, but if they showed up in my house or my kid's house, that's just whoever it is. I have no clue <laughs> and it wouldn't make or break my day, right? That's I hilarious. You, the only person probably in entertainment, at least like a, a, yeah. a, a male actor that I could think of where if he showed up in my yeah. house, I would trip out Will Smith. It's probably no other actor okay, that I could think of. What if of. Denzel Washington showed up? That's like he's like an uncle. Cool. Denzel just happened to be in my neighborhood. Not a big That's deal. Funny. Will Smith is like 
like I would I would be starstruck of Will Smith showing up at my yeah. door. Like to me, he's that big of a deal. Yeah. So knowing that you can name just about any other yeah. actor or entertainer, and I'd be like, that's cool. Okay, okay, that I agree that because it would say, be the same thing as sports. If I said to you, um, okay, NFL quarterback mm-hmm. of all the NFL players that I've ever watched, yeah. Peyton Manning is my very favorite player. Mm-hmm. I just I just like a lot about him, you know. And, yeah. But that wouldn't relate to you as much. Not as, one bit. Not one bit. Yeah. But, but if Peyton Manning was able to say, you know what, I'm going to take those who do look up to me yes. and do something completely out of the norm mm-hmm. and go into a neighborhood. If he brought the whole team. Right on. And that's what you guys did. Yes. Right? You guys brought the whole team. Yep. And and the look of that, the impact yeah. of that, because like for me, my guy was Joe Montana. To my yeah. kids, they're like, who cares Number about a Joe Montana, right? Yep. And so that wouldn't be a big deal. But if the entire yeah. like 1990s 49ers squad showed oh, up, yeah. like my kids can't deny something awesome is Force happening. numbers. And that's what you guys yeah. are able to do. That's right? true. And you did that today. Yeah. When those U-Haul Eight. trucks and the, oh and the SUVs show up with, with lights the lights, on. right? It doesn't matter who any one individual officer was. Yep. People just see the numbers. Yeah. When we all walked then, in, then you know what you're telling me right now that that the police have more of a platform than all those stars and all those three. That's areas. exactly what I'm saying because the numbers. Yeah. The numbers, right? You guys patrol the streets. You guys are able to determine if someone can go to jail. If someone's life gets so, it taken is up to away, us. That's big time, right? Because again, you can pick a celebrity. And we could just think of most of those homes that we went to. How do you pick the celebrity exactly. that one identifies? One love Joe Montana and the other one can love no Peyton. Clue who it is. But if you switch them wrong, you lose both of them. There you go. Right. But if a cop and, a, and 50 of them show up to both houses, fans, it's a big deal. Period. That's so a great perfect point. example, when yeah. I was organizing the, uh, the Hollywood Half Marathon, um, I was working with a talent agent where we were trying to pick, okay, so we've got this $10,000 budget that we want to spend on a star. She sends us this list of celebrities that we can fit within a $10,000 budget. You didn't know one of them. I didn't I didn't know or care about any of them and I was like, let's just give the 10 grand ass prize money to the runners because I'm not going to spend that type of money yeah. on someone just to impress these runners. Yeah. And so guess what happened? When we decided not to do that, it was the numbers of people who showed up. When we see Howard Stern out at the starting line. Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings yeah. and the Goonies and Rudy. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Andrea Barber, um, Kimmy Gibbler from Full House, who is now a, a friend of mine. Oh, right. Who, like, all of these people. Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. If I said individually that one of those people are going to be there, oh, Kimmy Gibbler from Full House is no going to be there. People be like, who cares? But the numbers, when people yeah. said the Hollywood Half Marathon had all these celebrities yeah. just kind of peppered in there. Yeah. And, and the number of celebrities that... We didn't even know they ran in the race because you don't see until they're crossing the finish line. Yeah. You're like, wait, what was it? And then, right? So it's the numbers yes. that made it special. And you guys have that ability to do that. Yep. You guys have the ability to show up as an So army, that's as how a we squad. scale it. There you go. The police have to be the lead on this. Totally. And then they set the tone as to what to do, whether it's the second Saturday of December or it's another event or something. If we can do it across the nation, mm-hmm. then that starts unifying people. Because what other organization can you None. think of that has a large enough squad that has the ability nope. to do that? It's either yep. you guys or the military, yep. right? That's it. That's and, right. And, and if you had a bunch of soldiers showing up at your door, sure, it has that look. Because yeah. you can imagine if, if like 20 Marines, yeah. 10 Marines showed right. up at your front door. Right. Oh, wow, this is special, yeah. right? And so you Even guys they have the couldn't ability. do it, though. 
No, because it's the military. They're like all spread out and everything. It just it wouldn't yep. have the same yep. ability. But you guys are designated to certain cities and counties yep. and townships and all. So you have the ability to do that. And so it's like, why would you not yep. take advantage of that ability yep. to do that? And, you know, I'm talking to the cops out there. You owe it to your staff to provide an outlet like that Without to keep them sane. And even if it's just one time a year, like you should see the text messages that are coming in to, from veteran cops mm -hmm. that are like, I, I needed that. Thank yeah. you so much. Because they're seeing the stories. Now, mind you, we're answering 15, 20, 911 calls on a shift, a 12-hour yes. shift. Yes. People's lives destroyed is business to us. Yeah. You know, I just got a text from a guy named Rob. He's a recovering addict. And uh, he's been clean. It'll be 10 years this January. And he said four overdose deaths within his circle of friends just yeah. in the last 48 hours. Wow. Like to us, that's just business. That's yeah. ODs. You know, we'll do another raid. We'll do a buy. Wow. But the police have to humanize what, what we do. Mm -hmm. And it's up to the police chiefs and the sheriffs to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to unify like we've never done before. And, and that goes on with why we're doing this. Absolutely. Is to bring people together and do things that we've never done before. Because yeah. obviously what we've done hasn't worked because look at this year. Yeah. The responsibility falls on you guys, man. Wow. What yep. other squad is yep. big enough to be able to do that? And like you said, yep. how can you create an outlet yep. for those officers that say, like, I, I have this burden that I yep. walk around with all the time. How do I, like, find a release valve to let some of yeah. this out, right? Yep. Like, when I talked about in a, in a previous episode, I'm not much of a crier, right? Yes. And so for me, sometimes that outlet to just feel good is walking around yeah. doing this stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in your profession sure, that are the for same sure. way. Absolutely, like, I'm not going to shed a tear. You have to, but I need an outlet. Yeah, right. And yep. so, and so, this gives people that. Yep. And so, I think when we talk about where do we go from here, it's how do we reach the various law enforcement agencies yep. across the country? And again, I can confidently say once again, the burden falls on you guys to unify your communities, and that means to be able to tell those activist groups and organizations who have been at odds with you all throughout the year yep. for you guys to be able to extend that olive branch yep. and see if they accept yep. it. Right. And that's what happened. That's here. right. You said that's to right. those organizations, join us. Right. Yep. Because that shows the leadership ability yep. that you all have. Sometimes we, we can't expect the people that we're at odds with. They better come apologize to me. Right. They better come do this. Which they won't. Me. Then you'll be waiting forever. That's right. Right. And so when you in a position of leadership can say, you know what, let's serve together with the same people who have called us these horrible yeah. names, right? <laughs> and so again, when we talk about just that idea of turning the other cheek, here yeah. is that, That's right? right? This is that opportunity to say, we know all the things. I know law enforcement talks about all the time. It's not only the, the flack that they take from the community, but yeah. from the media as well. You yeah. know who cried the hardest while we were out there today? It was Denise the from the media. I know. Right? I know. She was the most impacted by it. Like, she comes she's out. She's the news director of the biggest mid-Michigan news station. Yeah. In Michigan. Here to give a special interest story yeah. and then becomes part of the special I know interest it, I know story. It. That's powerful, know. right? Gosh, and so man. so when when you can extend that olive branch as the leaders yeah. in your community to say, let's bridge the gap. Because again, you guys have the power to put someone in jail. You guys have the power to take yeah. someone's life. But you also have the power to increase someone's yeah. life. To boost someone's life, and it's like, dude, I feel like I'm in a police counseling session. With hey, you. look, I had the same thing with My Johnny a little gosh, while ago. But seriously, it's, but it's the truth, <laughs> Doctor right? Ken. It's the truth. Though. It I mean, is the truth. I bet you're pointing out great points. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. You, you can't you can't expect to say, yeah. Johnny, the responsibility yeah. is on you to serve your community. Yeah. Sure, we would want that, right? Yeah. But sometimes, but the expectation of him is different than the expectation of a doubt, police officer. You're a professional. Yep. You're a professional. Activists are people that just say, I care about this issue. Right there, man. There you go. That yep. that like identifies you as a professional. Activists don't have a badge. Right. <laughs> it says, I'm a professional activist. So I've often said this. I thought about it. You know where we get our our authority from from the people yeah our authority comes from people that we police mm-hmm. and it's only that model that works for police and there's no other profession that you are expected to give your life yeah in just this year in 2020 from now till december 12th there's been 277 police officers wow. killed in line of duty you name me another profession yeah, in none. the united states that that many people have died there's none. But yet it's expected and we keep coming back to work, back to work, back to work. And we see all that. And so I don't, I don't think it's going to be hard to prove that mm-hmm. it's our responsibility. Yep. The key is to inspire them yeah. to take on a new responsibility of unity. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and like you said, and that's a powerful word to inspire mm-hmm. others to take on that responsibility. Because sure, some people would be like, don't add another task to our plan. Right, right. Right. But this task can help you. It can yep. help your team. It can help boost your morale yeah. and everything else. Like you said, those text messages I that know, are coming in. That's, those are intangible benefits that are going to pay dividends for I don't know who long. Exactly. Maybe one of our officers there was depressed, mm-hmm. was contemplating suicide, was contemplating going back drinking, but they saw good in yeah. their job and their profession. Profession, and I'll never know, but man, I, you're bringing us some great points. Yeah, man. no, it's yeah. I, I think it's it's yeah. important that other officers that listen to this podcast, yeah. and again, we're going to try and like make sure that we get it out to as many more people as possible, but also to to scale this. And I know yeah. that one of the next steps, Adam and I, we've been talking um, with another member from Patel with us who works with P Diddy. They run Revolt TV, and mm-hmm. um, we're looking to turn this into a television series. We're hoping that that's what yeah. it could become. And I know that there's conversations down the road that will, will lead to that. But when we talk about how do we scale this, how do we reach yeah. the masses, and what the next steps yeah. are, that's all part of it, right? I just thought of something. What you got? What you just said is exactly the same conversation we had downstairs mm-hmm. when we knew something had to happen mm-hmm. but we didn't know what was what is it was going to look like yep. what you just said as to how we do this i don't know what it's going to look like mm-hmm. but i'm committed to get it done just like what we saw today it went from idea to execution yes, yes. in four weeks yeah I, I have hope that we can do what we did in genesee county flint michigan because it was an example to others Across the country, yeah. the second Saturday of December, I, I, you've convinced me that can be done. Let's do it. I Let's, just don't know how, but I know it can be done. We'll get there. Yeah, I think it's if if coffee with a cop scaled the whole nation, then so can walk with us. <laughs> and if it's just that one time a year that law enforcement can say, "Let's set aside any differences that we have with groups that." want to create change in their community. Even if our mission isn't entirely in alignment, but you want to do good in the community, okay, so do we. Let's walk together and serve at least just that one day. That's right. And to see all the good that comes from that. So uh, I'm going to have you close out the show, brother, and I know we'll put you on the spot. Sure. So of all those that are watching or listening, whether it's before Christmas, which is 13 days from this recording, or even post-Christmas, give our listeners and our viewers one task. Yes. That they can do right now yep. to meet an immediate need that they can 
challenge themselves to say, okay, Ken, okay, yeah. Chris, I'm going to do it. Oh, what would that great. one be? What okay. would that one thing be? I think that that one thing would be in the same way that I said a lot of that responsibility falls on you as law enforcement. It falls on all of us as a society to just think about our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Think about that person across the street, right? Rather than saying, ooh, someone's house is getting raided yeah. across the street. Raid them with gifts, yeah. right? Like at this time to say, hey, I know we're all going through it with this COVID thing. Yeah, I don't have much. You probably don't have much, but here's this. So right. you're talking a neighbor, reach out to one neighbor, north, south, east, to west of you and give them something. Something for the holidays, especially during this pandemic yeah. and, and just become like those friends, right? Yeah. I spoke meet about in the middle a, of the street, meet in the middle of the street. I talked about that in a previous and episode. And don't pick a neighbor that you already that you already knew. Yeah, no, go that just, looks like you. Yeah, no, <laughs> go pick that crazy one that nobody wants to talk to because he's got a burnout the, car in the front the yard. The Karen that you talk about in your neighborhood. Yeah, the like, Deborah. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> go to that person's house. That's your challenge from that's Ken. It. And yeah. myself and this show, man. That's yeah. how you scale it is you do it one click at a time. That's it. Yeah. Go to that person who you're like, when the kids were playing football in the street, that Karen is the one that was yeah. going to call the cops on the kids. Go to Karen and say, hey, yeah. you know what? Like, we're all dealing with some struggles. Bring right them bread. Now. Bring Here's them a new this. toy for their kids. Bring them, you know, uh, a gift certificate for Absolutely. them and their spouse to go out there. If it's an older go to lady, dinner. go to dinner. Bring them something and just say, I just want you to know. That you're loved. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for being you or Merry Christmas. Whatever it is, you never know if it's the perfect timing and the perfect gift. That's it. That's our responsibility. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> love it. Love you guys. Awesome. See you next time. Yep.